Hello, and welcome to The Link Podcast, the industry's link to learn, innovate, news, and knowledge in global supply chain intelligence, hosted by food logistics and supply and demand chain executive. We cover everything from transportation and warehousing trends and new technologies to food safety and sustainability impacting today's supply chains. Now, I'm Brielle Jekyll, Associate Editor of Food Logistics and SDCE, and today we're discussing online retail Um, alcohol sales and logistics. So I sit down with Michael Weiss, who's the CEO and co-founder of Spirit Hub, and he's going to answer all of our hard questions that you've all been wondering uh, regarding online alcohol distribution. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm here with Michael Weiss, who's the CEO and founder of Spirit Hub. Hi, Michael. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope I pronounced your name right. Yes, you are good to go. Oh, good. Um, So you are the CEO, like I just said, of Spirit Hub. Can you just give us a little bit of summary about what what you do and what Spirit Hub is, uh, is about? Yeah, so I'm, I'm the CEO and founder of Spirit Hub. Uh, yes, my name is Michael Weiss. Um, so Spirit Hub was built to really uh, enable craft uh, distillers, independent craft distillers, to be able to help them sell their products in multiple markets outside of the local marketplace, really helping them grow and expand their brand and brand recognition, as well as consumer base, to really ultimately make products available in maybe areas where they haven't been you know, traditionally, and really help those brands expand uh, in a way where now customers can actually reach the brands that deserve to be tasted. Okay, I got you. Um, and I just think it's such an interesting um, industry from a logistics standpoint because there's so many regulations and rules and stuff that that is involved. Um, it's so interesting to always hear the other side of it. So first, I just want to ask you what kind of illegal activity do you do you ever see with uh, alcohol logistics? Commerce? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great question. So, so I actually positioned my answer at the beginning on, on purpose. That's what people deserve to try. Um, the reason is really, you know, what you have to understand is right now, in the liquor industry, there's a lot of regulation. It's an ever-evolving industry. It's been changing, shifting, growing. The entire industry is regulated on a state-by-state basis. If you look at the U.S. landscape, you have what's called, just said, just to make it super, super simple for anybody listening, it's, it's all about regulation. It's all about governance. And it's all about making sure that everybody gets paid their, their fair share. Okay, so the government has to get paid their taxes. The distributors who are involved have to get paid. The manufacturers have to get paid. The retailers have to get paid. The consumer has to get the product. Ultimately, what has to happen is you have to look at, okay, what is the regulatory landscape? You've got three tier states and you've got control states. What's the difference? Well, within those two models, depending on the marketplace, there are variables that are set out that ultimately you may have the government involved that is an oversight or more of like a governing body, which is like a traditional three-tier model, uh, which means a manufacturer has to sell to a distributor, distributor to a retailer, retailer to consumer. Some states allow for self-distribution in those three-tier states. So a manufacturer can actually self-distribute to consumers within their state lines. They kind of have carve-outs of the rules. Now, every state has different laws, as I said. 
because of that, a lot of people think it's easy to sell liquor online. How do I sell liquor online? How do I sell wine online? Well, if I could sell wine, can't I sell spirits? Well, actually, the industries are very, very different. People look at the liquor industry as a holistic um, opportunity. What they have to understand is each category, spirits, wine, beer, all have different regulations. They all have different pieces of legislation that really trigger the ability for that product to be sold and how that product is sold. Spirit Hub has prided itself on remaining three-tier compliance and regulatory compliance. Uh, we spent years developing a strategy around how we were going to go to market and how we are ultimately going to bring product to consumers, thinking about the customer first, thinking about the brand first and the distilleries themselves, and making sure that all three tiers are all staying intact throughout the process and really making sure that the industry as a whole would accept us as the golden standard for retailing of spirits and other products. We, we currently see a, to answer your question, we currently see a tremendous amount of gray market activity, which is what I consider it. Uh, we've actually been working with a various different uh, liquor commissions to actually help define those regulations and those laws, especially in the e-commerce space, because people just don't know. You know, I like to think that people are genuinely good overall, and they know what they're doing is wrong, that they will stop. Mm -hmm. But there is a tremendous amount of great sales going on right now. And uh, we'll start to see more on that in the coming years, I believe, especially with the explosion of e-commerce throughout this pandemic. You're going to see a lot more cracking down on illegal activity and change in the regulatory landscape. And one of the other things that you think of um, with um, alcohol distribution is that you know, these bottles are kind of delicate. It's all, it's all glass. And what you're transporting is delicate. So how, um, how do you prevent bottles from breaking and what happens if they do break? Yeah. So as a retailer, it's one of the biggest questions, right? What's your percentage of breakage? Everyone always asks the question. So you have alcohol distribution, which is the manufacturer to the distributor, distributor to the retailer. That's really a traditional element. You know, you have insurance for those packages. It's, it's something that, you know, if a bottle breaks, you replace it type of metric. When you get to the consumer, it could really ruin someone's experience, right? Imagine, you know, you order something, it comes same day, next day, whatever it is, whichever market you're in that we service right now. And imagine that bottle comes broken, right? So you're so upset. Maybe it was even a gift from one of your loved ones, right? It's holiday season and you get a bottle that's, that's a gift. And just think about like, you know, the, 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 the expectation versus the reality. And so we pride ourselves on our breakage rate being one of the lowest in the industry. So what we do is obviously if somebody's bottle were to break, we would obviously replenish that, that item. Um, typically actually at a discounted rate. Uh, we would need proof of breakage obviously, but we do like to obviously make sure our customers are happy. Um, if the package were to break prior to actually delivery, we would actually we actually have our, our third party logistics companies that we work with, we have them actually return that bottle. So if it breaks in transport, they will actually come back to us. We'll notify the customer. But ultimately we are very, very cautious about breakage and we're very, very sensitive to it. Mm -hmm. uh, we partner with a company called Airshock, A-I-R-S-H-O-C-K. Uh, Airshock is a um, liquor specific, alcohol specific packaging company that offers an amazing solution. That's really been great for our business. We've used them since day one. And it's an organization that really prides itself on testing its packaging uh, before selling it. So they actually make sure that it actually passes the breaking test. Um, it's a fluted um, 
uh, system where ultimately it works where each individual flute um, that, that, does, uh, that does actually package the actual bottle itself uh, is actually individualized. So it ultimately would actually break an individual flute, not the full package. So it does actually create some level of resistance when it comes time to actually interact with the bottle for breakage. So our company can actually satisfy the customer and make sure we have limited breakage uh, through our customer experiences. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a really good question. So well, I know you mentioned before all the regulations and the laws that go into place, but is there any, what, what are our laws that maybe we wouldn't know about or maybe something that's surprising? So, yeah, so really, really simple, right? I mean, you think about alcohol, right? What's the first thing you think of, right? Age restriction, right? It's the first thing you think of. So you have to understand every bottle that we sell, obviously there's a legal drinking age. So how do you ensure that the customer who's buying online is of legal drinking age? Well, we all know you can click yes or no to being 21 years old or enter in your age online and you can fabricate that information. Uh, we pride ourselves on every delivery requiring ID. Uh, I don't care if you look like you're 65 years old or you look like you're you know, 18, everybody is required to be ID'd at the door. And uh, we do require um, adult signature for all of our packages. So those are legal requirements, which most businesses do not adhere to because they find it to be a very big expense for a resource from a resource perspective. They also find it to be something that uh, is, it also eliminates the ability to sell more product. We pride ourselves on every single package having a signature. Um, we also, uh, you also look at the liquor industry and you say, well, what do you mean that the product itself, you know, has to be held? Why can't I take something on consignment? Well, it's illegal for product to be held on consignment. So in order to retail product, you have to actually hold inventory. Currently today, we are working with 290 independent distilleries. Those 290 independent distilleries today, which we expect by the end of Q1 to be surpassed 500, we're in the works right now with a, with a series of a couple hundred distilleries. We believe in holding inventory. We take risk on those brands. It is illegal for us to take product on consignment. So we actually hold inventory of all of our products. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a cash intensive business. It's very, very critical to have the necessary funding to be able to operate. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned everything about um, how do you ensure that you're not selling to minors because that's always something that you think about with the online ordering. Yeah, of course. So then how do you handle – I know it's not oh, – it's obviously very far removed when you're ordering online, but when you go to a bar and somebody you know, has an incident with alcohol poisoning, that bar can be faulted for that – how do you handle unfortunate events like maybe somebody did get a hold of, you know, was able to get by and they were underage or, or something that has to do with alcohol? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. Um, liability is something we take very seriously. Uh, we always defer to our, uh, our, our legal counsel and representation on how to deal with every individual incident. Um, we, we do obviously um, require and we do um, maintain a level of guidance to our customers of what is the recommended and what is the required way of, you know, consuming alcohol responsibly and ensuring that those people are educated. Uh, we have a full education um, 
uh, pal a panel within our actual site itself, drink responsibly, our responsibility to the customer. Um, we try to educate, that, that's the key. Uh, education is key. Uh, when something worked, if something, we haven't had anything just yet, so let's keep maintaining that. If something were to come up, uh, we would obviously have to refer to our counsel on that. Um, though we would, uh, we would obviously want to make sure that the safety of the customer is first and foremost. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me today. That's really all the questions I have, but it's so interesting to learn about this side of it. Um, we've been focusing on alcohol and spirit distribution um, for this month. So um, it's great to hear all these different sides of it, especially the retail side of it. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Thank you so much for having us. And yeah, we're, we're really, really excited. Um, and you know, this holiday season has been great for gifting and people have really had the opportunity to really try something unique and something different. Uh, as I'm sure you've noticed on our site, uh, we, our tagline is uncommon craft delivered. Uh, we really focus on the independent distilleries. Um, you know, the ones who actually produce the products themselves and really maintain a level of quality that the customer deserves. And uh, we're excited to really branch out and hopefully offer in more markets in 2021 and make it available to more, you know, more, more, more consumers. So thank you for having us. Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you everyone so much for listening to today's episode and for our guests for coming on the show. Tune in every Tuesday for our episodes of Link by Food Logistics and Supply and Demand Chain Executive. And do not forget to hit subscribe on the Apple, Spotify, and Google Playlist apps so you never miss an episode.